0: Welcome to This Week in Lions Baseball, the official baseball podcast of LMU Athletics. I'm your host, Jonathan Grace, and each week I'll be joined by LMU Baseball Head Coach Nathan Choate and members of the team to take you behind the scenes with the LMU Baseball program as we break down the big wins, the season's highs and lows, and give you exclusive access to all things LMU Baseball. Today I'm joined, of course, by LMU Head Coach Nathan Choate, but also by LMU senior pitcher, Zach Kirby. First, Coach Choate, it's great to have you with us as always. Happy
1: Monday, good to see you.
0: Great to see you as well, and Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us after an impressive weekend for you with a great debut.
2: Thank you so much, so happy to be here.
0: Well, week one of LMU baseball has begun and it all kicked off with a three-game weekend series against San Jose State, where LMU picked up their first win of the season. There's no rest for the weary, though, in college baseball. Game four against Long Beach State will be played Tuesday night. uh, At the time of recording, that is right around the corner tomorrow, gentlemen. And then uh, some more on the road this coming weekend. Coach, let's start off with you. I just want to hear your thoughts on the weekend series. You opened up one and two against a big hitting San Jose team, but uh, LMU's bats were, were far from quiet. You guys recorded 20 hits across the three games with three home runs from three different guys.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it was a tale of three different days. I thought on Friday uh, we were very uncharacteristic in how we played um, I was a little frustrated with that. I think, you know, opening day jitters and excitement got to our team. Um, I was really pleased on Saturday, how we settled in. I thought we played really well on Saturday. Um, and then on Sunday, we, we we just didn't get a good start on the mound. Um, and, you know, sometimes that, that sets the tone for the day. And we had some opportunities offensively to get a swing and they got a swing with the bases loaded. And, and we had a couple of opportunities and we just didn't. And that's baseball. And so um, all in all, you know, opening weekend, a little disappointed, but uh can't dwell on it too much we're going to get ready to play tomorrow and it's a long season so
0: that it is but uh, the the saturday game was was a whole lot different just watching the game it looked like a case of good defense inspires good offense and a lot of that zach started with you you came in you had an excellent performance on the mound for your debut as a lion 12 strikeouts what was the key to your success on saturday
2: Uh, i just think the key was trusting in my fastball and my fastball command Uh, Me and Coach Schott talked about it afterwards, just how getting the fastball down really helped open up all my other pitches and opened up the top of the zone with the fastball. And just knowing I have that defense behind me really gives me a lot more confidence to attack hitters and just get ahead because I know they got my back behind me.
0: Well, that they did. I, again, it was an impressive performance from LMU on Saturday. Zach, you're returning home to, to Southern California. You grew up in Upland. You went to Damien High School. You went and played ball out of state in Tennessee, but you're back home. So first of all, welcome. How does it feel to be uh, playing back in the, in the California sunshine?
2: Uh, it's pretty awesome, honestly. Uh, I, I will say I loved te- the state of Tennessee the last four years I, I've been there. I loved it. Will have a place in my heart. But coming back home, just being around a lot more family now again, and just having them at my games was pretty surreal. Uh, they they haven't seen me throw live in college, my whole career. So it was re- it was really awesome seeing them after the game and before the game.
0: Well, I'm sure they were were plenty happy to to watch you play back at home as well. Oh, yeah. Zach, obviously, LMU saw a lot in, in your game, right? To bring you back here and to to play at LMU. But what did you like about LMU? Why why did you make the decision to to come back to SoCal to play?
2: Um, I liked. I like towards the end of the year they got plagued with injuries in the middle of the year and but the way they 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 just fought and made the tournament and had a good run just really sat right with me and my first uh zoom call with coach cho it, he was he was awesome yeah, and I, I wanted to go somewhere where i was truly wanted and coach cho right off the bat was really enthusiastic just i i, I loved my my first and every conversation with him like he really he really uh psyched me up about coming here and also I I've known uh Diego Barrera for I guess 20 years now, <laughs> maybe maybe 18 years now, but he also really helped a lot like coming coming back to play with him was really one of, one of those like things you just dream of and it, it all it all fell right into place for me and just the fight of this team and just the talent around this team especially watching last year because Diego was on the team. So I followed, it was just really fun to watch.
0: Was that something you and Diego had had talked about when you finally knew it was finalized that you were coming back to play in Southern California?
2: Oh yeah. We talked about it all the time. Uh, He, he he would text he would text me just like out of the blue sometimes say, Hey, come to LMU. We, we, we watch you at LMU. And I was like, and I was, and I, and I, I will say I weighed out my options for a little bit, but if I, if we're being honest, I always had, I didn't tell Coach Choate this, but it was, it was a yes. Like right after our first Zoom call, like I, I it was a yes, babe. it was a yes. And so just, just having the excitement from my buddy that I've known, who's a really good pitcher, preseason pitcher of the year, just awesome. Just having him, living with him is awesome. And then just having Coach Choate is just awesome. I can't, couldn't ask to be anywhere else.
0: Well, Coach Cho, it sounds like there might be a, an assistant recruiting coordinator in the in the ranks here for for Diego.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell
1: you what: if I knew he was going to come here, I wouldn't have been sweating it out so much this summer. I mean, he's good. He's good enough to pitch anywhere in the country, and I mean that. Like you know, he, he he's so experienced. He has a really really good knack for how to pitch. He's old school in that regard, right? You know. With some of the analytics and some of the things that people chase nowadays, they don't learn how to pitch. And he really knows how to pitch. He could pitch anywhere in the country. So, really, really happy. He's he's on our staff and he's on our team and in our program.
0: Well, that's a perfect segue into my next talking point. I was going to ask you, you know, what you like about Zach as a person and as a pitcher. You mentioned kind of the old school style of pitching, not chasing analytics. How important is that to to in a pitcher?
1: Well, it's really important. I mean, he is—he was ninety to ninety-two, so I, I don't want to shortcut him at all. You know, um, he's got really good stuff, but he has multiple pitches that he can throw in the strike zone. Um, I think, but the biggest thing is he's super competitive, right? And, and he's mature beyond his years. Uh, the guys call him Grandpa uh, just because he's a fifth year senior. Um, he's really helped some of our younger pitchers just with their breathing routines and understanding that, hey, just because you make a bad pitch doesn't make it a bad outing or a bad inning in getting to the next pitch. And so I think just that experience, uh, you know, obviously the coaches at, at, at his former school at East Tennessee did a great job with him and, and really developed him. Um, so we get to benefit from that, but yeah, he just, he's everything you want in a pitcher. I mean, he's just super experienced, a veteran guy. So
0: when did you first learn about Zach? What would put him on the radar for you and for LMU?
1: You know, it was late in the season and, and Diego was telling me about him and they were in the conference tournament and that he was having a good year. Um, he was going to be a, you know, a grad transfer. Um, so started watching some of the clips on, on social media, like in the conference tournament. And there was a change up that he got a guy to swing and miss on and he had a little strut on the mound. And then there was a fastball up that he punched a guy out on and had a little strut on the mound. And I was like, Ooh. I like this. Like he got some swagger, man. Um, so that was when he first caught my eye, and, and then we kind of started the process. Once the season ended, you know, he went into the portal and, and and started communicating there. So,
0: well, Zach, I'll come back to you on this. Coach mentioned that little strut on the mound. How important is it to to have a little bit of swagger, that confidence when you're you're up there on the rubber throwing?
2: Oh, it's it's really important. You got to every time you go up on the mound, you got to have the mentality that you're just you're better than whoever's. 60 feet six inches away from you that's the mentality that I use that's the mentality I use every single single time I'm pitching I try to I try to also teach that to the younger guys especially like maybe there's an error or something and and they're they get sped up a little bit but I think one thing that I've actually gotten a lot better at this year was if there's like an infield single or just a bloop hit. if it was last year I could have let that thing keep going keep going but just to be able to have the the confidence to know what kind of pitcher I am and what what I can do to just keep attacking the zone and just having that confidence is the biggest thing to have as a pitcher and and swagger comes with it swagger comes with the success i will say <laughs>
0: Well, Coach Choate touched on it. You touched on it as well. Just working with some of the younger guys—that's got to be, I imagine, pretty challenging to do. Coming into a new program and getting up to speed yourself, but then also establishing yourself as a senior figure and a leader and providing some guidance to to some of the younger guys in the program.
2: Yes, and it was actually a lot easier than uh, some might think, just because the way this group this group is, and like I, I know Coach Choate talked about it last podcast, but. Uh, we and I hate to correct you, Coach. Uh, we set uh, Diego Barrera set up a trip to Lake Arrowhead,
1: and, not Big Bear.
2: Yeah, and uh, and uh, just for a pitcher, uh, it was the pitchers and catchers, and it was Labor Day the weekend. I want to say, and we spent basically three days, two nights out there, just getting to know each other. And that first day of practice was like we didn't skip a beat. Like I, I will say, like my past four years, it took me about three weeks to learn everybody's name but when i got here it was w- within days it just everyone was so welcoming and so coachable just listening to to critics and whatever the, so the team holds each other accountable like like none that i've ever been a part of that really showed me something about this team about how we're going to go about it this year
0: well, Coach, we talked a little bit last week about the kind of the culture on the team. It, I mean, it seems at least among the, the pitchers and catchers, just because that's the group we've talked about most, that that culture just kind of cultivated itself naturally. And it's a group of good guys that want to get to know each other. They want to help each other improve. You know, where where does that all come from, do you think, in this program?
1: I think it just starts with daily interaction and treating people the right way, right? And um, it's always changing, but holding people accountable. It's one of the things that I love about Zach you know, if he goes out and he makes a pitch and it's a bad pitch, he'll be the first one when he comes in the dugout. He's like, ah, that's a bad pitch, right? And so, if everybody's holding themselves accountable to whatever they're responsible for, um, I think you have a chance to be really, really good. And then it's contagious. You know, if if you hold yourself, you know, accountable, hey, I I, I needed to do a better job this weekend. I need to be better as a coach. Uh, you know, there were some things that I I didn't do as well as I should have done. Right. And it starts with me on that. I made the mistake on the, the Lake Arrowhead versus Big Bear. That's not the first or last mistake I'm going to make all year. Um, but but I do think it's just a daily thing. You know, it, it's not it's not a secret pill. There, there's not a secret ingredient that, that you know, gets it like that. I think just showing up every day and when you make a mistake, just take ownership. You know, no no one's going to going to quit on you. You know, you just you make a mistake and then you, you take ownership and you move forward from there. So.
0: Well Zach, and I'll come to you, coach Chota in a second on this, but Zach, I'll start with you. you know we saw a lot of pitchers in in the opening series against San Jose State and, and still you came out on top and, and had an excellent performance. We mentioned the the twelve strikeouts. Uh, when did you kind of get the indication that you were you were sinking into a rhythm and, and maybe had something figured out on the mound that San Jose state was was having some trouble with?
2: Uh, I would say the third inning is when I really noticed they couldn't really touch my fastball with. Two strikes, and so we just kept hammering that pitch with two strikes, and just getting ahead with my off speed, and then just going with my uh, with my fastball really really helped. And also having Austin Schroeder, Cole Cimini come in 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 a spot like that. Just Austin Schroeder goes what one one inning, I want to, one, one point something innings. Chimmy comes in, gets a huge double play, just uh, rocked rocked our dugout. It was awesome, and and seeing seeing Merrick Baldo come in come in that day was. Was pretty awesome too, just to watch him pitch as well and everyone that game i think established their fastball early and i think that's what all of us need to do like as a as a staff and uh, coach church done a really good job of making that a key emphasis in our uh in our catch play flat grounds, bullpens just that fastball command and a lot of the young pitchers that got in this weekend it was awesome to see them cole clark uh Chaz, ryan mullen Former Damian Spartan, he did he did really well. Uh, Logan Hurd came in. I I I thought I thought all of them, even even though it wasn't the out, outcome we were looking for. I thought getting a lot of them in and, and trying to get them established was was really good. And which usually which usually how opening weekends work. But I thought some, a lot of the freshmen, a lot of the younger guys showed a lot a lot more confidence uh, on the mound as well. I was really happy to see that.
0: Well, Coach, I'll kind of turn to you and and just building off of that, how important is it, especially in an opening weekend, to get some of those guys, especially the younger guys, the newer guys, the reps on the mound, the time to maybe make their first performance in in a college baseball game and break the ice and then start to develop from there?
1: Yeah, I think the sooner that you can get people in in the game and in the flow of the season, the better off you're going to be. You know, you try to find the right situations for young guys, right, to put them in the the right situations to be successful. Um, and you know, it doesn't always work that way. Um, you know, on Sunday, we just started going to some of those freshmen, right, and, and tried to get those guys in and. And like Zach said, I, I thought those guys did a pretty good job. You know, um, their breathing was good, their composure was good, their, their body language. Um, they're going to learn, like in college, when you make a mistake, you know, up in the zone, it's going to get hit. A little different than high school, but all in all, like I said, a, a lot of those guys got their first taste, and I think we will benefit from it down the road in the season. But the longer you the season goes, and guys aren't haven't gotten in the game yet. The bigger it builds up in their mind, like when, when I get my shot, when I get my shot. So it was nice to get the kind of the monkey off the back with those guys. So
0: Obviously, we've talked a lot uh, on this episode so far about pitching, but the hitting production was there as well. You know, as as in every game, it, it ebbed and flowed a little bit, but 20 hits over three games, three home runs from three different guys. Uh, and, and it was heartbreaking on, on Friday night. You guys were right there, that three run homer right at the bottom of the ninth with one out left. What was going through your mind, Coach, in that Friday game?
1: I thought Diego was going to hit home run. Um, I, I really did. You know, after Jared hit the, the home run, the three-run home run, I thought Diego was going to hit a home run in his at-bat. Um, you know, there's a lot of belief in our dugout. I thought we were going to win that game. I thought we were going to win the game on Sunday. I I think everybody in our dugout feels that, and so we did not quit all weekend. Offensively, we continued to put together good at bats. Some balls just didn't fall for us, but probably the biggest difference on the weekend is they got a couple swings with runners in scoring position, and we had some some chances to score, and we'd hit it. I think we hit into five or six double plays on the weekend. Um, balls that are hit hard but right at somebody if it's three feet to the left four feet to the right it's a different weekend but what it should have could have I mean that's what happened Um, but I thought that was the biggest difference in the weekend is is some some of the situations that we had with runners in scoring position we just didn't get a run across and and keep chipping away
0: I want to touch on that Friday game just one more time briefly there was a short mound visit right before Diego went up and you came out and you said something to him what did you say to him right before he he went and and completed his at-bat there
1: yeah, so they made a mound trip. Their their pitcher was a little wild um at the time. And and a lot of times in the ninth inning, you'll take to you get a strike in that situation. And basically just told them, Hey, go ahead and let it go. You know, if, if you get a first pitch fastball, you get something you want you want to swing at, let it go. And so um th- that's that's what took place.
0: Well, you talk about trust on a team, too. That, that says a lot of trust in Diego, who's who's one of your biggest power hitters. But I assume that trust extends to the, the pitching staff as well, to have a guy like Zach come out. He's new to the program, but has clearly established himself as a force right away to to go out there and and rip it for 12Ks in his Lions debut. That's a lot of trust on both sides.
1: 100%. That trust is earned, though, right? And, and the way that we train and the way that we practice and those guys show in practice and in bullpens that they can execute pitches. I'm a big believer that practice is for the coaches, right? That's kind of our time. Um, And then the game is for the players. And if you can't trust your players on game days, what the heck are we doing, right? So um, there is no other way to do it. I mean, that's, that's, that's why you play. You get in those situations. And like I said, I don't know any other way to do it but to trust our players.
0: Well, Zach, I want to come back to you for a moment. Obviously, it's a it's a busy week. You guys will be playing seven games across ten days to open up the regular season. At the time of recording, Long Beach State is tomorrow night. It's a quick turnaround and then I assume a quick flight up to Oklahoma to face OSU. You guys are really diving into 2023 head first.
2: Yeah, it's it's exciting. The first week's always always really fun. You'll have your highs, you'll have your lows, but I, I usually say that second, third week is when we really see, okay, this is the team we're going to be. And I think the way we handled ourselves this weekend, like I said, even though it wasn't the outcome we wanted, I still felt like we were never out of it. Just the way our our team is, the way we have each other's backs, the way we talk to each other in the dugout, just encouraging, just get it done. And I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for uh, Oklahoma State. And I'm just ready to roll, man. I'm just- <laughs>
0: You mentioned it it takes usually a couple of weeks to start to notice some of those trends developed. Is there anything that you've noticed so far just over the the first couple of games and the time you've spent in practice with this team that you feel is going to be a trend throughout the season?
2: Uh just like younger guys or people who aren't necessarily playing right now just not feeling sorry for themselves in the dugout, them being behind whoever they're all we're all pulling for one another. Like we're on the same team. I've I have been on teams in the past where it seems like there's a group of people who want certain people to fail. And that's just not, that's just not our team. We want everybody to succeed. We want, we just want the team to do well. And that's, that's the biggest thing I've seen, especially in this weekend. And the third week was like when I usually saw it, but I think this group of guys is not going to have a problem with that. Like they, they all know what each individually we have to do to help the team be the best it can be. And if that's cheering on guys, which I've, I've done in my career all the time and, uh, just being behind one another. And that's that's the one thing that is just really got me excited about the rest of this year.
0: Coach, how about for you? What are some of the trends that you've seen develop just early on? I know it's it's still very early in the season, just three games gone by. But what are some of the the highlights and the things that you feel will carry out through this team throughout the season?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a close group. You know, they're going to be able to fight through some adversity because they care, right? They have a huge care level. Um, we're talented, so I'm not concerned on that. We'll continue to get better on the baseball stuff. You know, some of the uncharacteristic mistakes that we made, we'll, we'll get better at that stuff. Um, but when you're, when you care, when you truly care about each other and you, you're close knit and you just keep fighting and grinding and competing, you're going to be able to get through some adversity, right? Like, um, I think we got more information back from our team this weekend going one and two and, and playing uncharacteristically than if we would have just rolled three and oh um, and just thinking we got it all figured out. And so the, the where we want to go is we want to be playing our best baseball at the end of the year. Right. And so that doesn't mean we don't want to win now because we do. We're greedy. We want to win all the time. Uh, but we just need to continue to get better every game, every day at practice and, and each week as we go through the season.
0: Well, let's uh, let's just quickly kind of preview the the games against Long Beach and then up in Oklahoma State as well, Coach. What are what are some of the things that you're looking forward to most? What are some of the things that maybe you're a little bit nervous about facing both these teams?
1: You know, the uh, the Long Beach State game is going to be a great challenge for us. Um, I have a lot of respect for Coach Valenzuela and his program. Jake Rons is a young man that I've known for a long time. I actually recruited him when I was a pitching coach at the University of San Diego. Um, so he he's an older guy, but we have Jimmy Galicia. On the mound for us tomorrow so he's an older guy so I think we're gonna get two experienced starters to start the game Um, and and those guys are tough and and have mentality and play hard and so that's gonna be a great challenge for us tomorrow to get ready to play um, our first Tuesday home opener right Um, and then going into the weekend you know Oklahoma State's a great program Um, their facilities are incredible Their crowd's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great challenge for our team to stay in character, right? And like, we're good. We can play with anybody in the country. And our guys know that if they just play the game, play against the game, don't play against the opponent. And so I, you know, like I said, on Friday, it was uncharacteristic because we were just overexcited. And so I'm really excited about the challenge this weekend and going and playing in an environment like that. I want to see if we can take some of the things that we learned this weekend and kind of slow it down take some breath, go pitch by pitch, just try to win innings, not, not make it so big about the game, but just try to slow it down and break the game down into increments and, and take some of the things that we learned this weekend and apply them this upcoming weekend.
0: Well, Zach, I want to come to you in terms of something coach mentioned in terms of balance. How do you as an athlete balance the excitement and adrenaline that comes with the territory of starting a season, uh, starting to play at a new program and just getting the season going with keeping a level head and staying focused?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, Uh, but I feel I've, I've matured a lot, a lot more where I can separate all the anxiety or whatever before I get onto the field, but it also comes down to my preparation. I've, I've, I'm prepared, I'm prepared a hundred percent every time I go into a game. So that preparation helps my confidence as well, going into it and just, just trying to slow the game down, but with good, with good tempo, but just play my game how I usually play it just because they're a power five school that we could like he said we could play against anybody in the country and it's one of those things where just I definitely like to breathe before the game uh, just slow my heart rate down slow the game down drown out all the noise it's just me and JT playing catch that's that's what I like to think of
0: Well, gentlemen, I think that's a great place to end today. Uh, I know you've got a busy week ahead of you, so we'll let you go. But I appreciate, as always, you taking the time to speak with us on the podcast. Coach Choate, it's always a pleasure. Appreciate it, and go Lions. Thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely. And Zach, thank you so much for taking the time out of your week to speak with us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Go Lions.
0: Well, that's it for us this week on the show. You can listen to all the episodes of the podcast this season at lmulions.com slash podcast to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the program. The season is now in full swing and the Lions are already making the most of their talented roster of pitchers. It's a packed schedule with plenty of great matchups ahead of WCC play and we'll cover it all for you right here on the show. LMU plays Long Beach State in a single midweek contest before battling Oklahoma State University on the road for the first time this coming Friday. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday to recap it all with you, but for now, you're all caught up on everything that's happening this week in Lions baseball.